Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Hello and welcome to Kith and Tell, a podcast about how millennials are ruining the Kith industry. So true. <laughs> we'll be reviewing every episode with witty banter, unmissable segments like kids say the darndest fucking things and holy shit, why was this so consistently bad and on my episode? Yeah, they did it for you, Aww. Stu. <laughs> There's some good stuff in this one. <laughs> no. You're banned. I'm Stu DC in Vancouver, Canada, and I am joined by Hans Seidemann and Prince Rupert. I am not a pizza pedophile. Kalina <laughs> <laughs> McCordoff in London, England. Just a little bit of Neve Campbell over here. <laughs> <laughs> and the argumentative Trevor Record, also in Vancouver, Canada. <laughs> 50 cents, 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Trevor is the pizza pedophile. Oh, spicy <laughs> boys. So today we're reviewing episode 13 of season three, which aired in 1992 start with our traditional sketch rundown we got history of boxing where they go through the history of boxing apparently they used to not punch i guess yeah it's very very clever <laughs> there's been a lot of innovation the pizza parlor aka the creepy sketch aka the nev campbell sketch <laughs> nev campbell hey a round of applause for nev oh, campbell top, 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 top. brother yeah brother <laughs> <laughs> a series of Dave interludes, getting to know me on the subject of opera, deserted islands, and mustache nightmares. I don't know. It kind of feels like the season one, Dave gets to do a monologue, but it was fine. <laughs> Too small to love. It's a sight gag. It was fine. Yeah. Agents trying to get an actor a gig. I actually kind of like this one because they had some good character work. But yeah, again, it's a one note. They're trying to get an actor a gig and actors are dumb. They're really fucking dumb. That's yeah. the important thing. And on and on drugs, apparently. Well, yeah, you're an actor in the 90s. Yeah, I guess. That's they important. keep encouraging him to overdose. They yeah. do do that. Yeah, it's the best thing for his career, to be fair. And everyone has a mushroom cut. Oh, that's totally rad bull cut, my dudes. That's the yeah, most sure. controversial thing about that sketch. And finally, we close out the episode with the wig shop. That's, that's a real trip. That's a real trip. <laughs> I I like the wig shop. You know what? I've come around on the wig shop. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm team wig shop now. Team, you're you're gonna be a Wiggins. It's it's just <laughs> Bruce pretending that he's David Lynch. It's definitely not like an intro to Kith sketch by any means. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is one of your, like, deep cut Zappa tracks. Yeah. This I... is like when you show someone sausages and they're like, that was so weird. I love that. And you're like, okay, you might like this one. This, is, this <laughs> isn't even like, yeah, this is like, oh, you like Zappa. Have you heard of Captain Beefheart? <laughs> <laughs> you know no. what this is? This is when, when, when you, like, express, uh, oh, I like this song. And your friend mistakes that for thinking that you like oh, this entire genre of very specific music, not the one track from this one band <laughs> that is made for radio, you know? Yeah. And they're like, oh, if you like this, then you'll really love you know, heart destroyer, black metal, yeah. and you're like, uh, no, uh, I, I, I liked the, I liked the Metallica one song. And then all of a sudden, everyone in the room is wearing squirrels on their heads, and you don't know what the fuck just happened. <laughs> You've joined a cult. Two things from that that I wanted to jump into, which is like, I think we correctly identified the absolute worst criminal in genres of music for that, which is, of course, psych rock. That they're like, yeah, there's one that's really cool, and the rest of them are gonna make you feel really itchy. <laughs> Wait, what is psych? What is psych rock? 
Psych Rock is like Captain Beefheart or Frank Zappa. It's, like, kind of experimental. It actually tends to be very complicated mathematically for the music, but it's often, like, very difficult to listen to and quite avant-garde. And there tends to be a very wide um, band of expression in it. So you'd be like, yeah, you'll have a couple Psych Rock songs that are quite poppy and chug along, (laughs) and then you'll have some that are just, like, fucking nightmares that are 12 (laughs) minutes long. And, yeah, anyway. Sorry, can we put the podcast on hold while I go on a very deep dive? (laughs) It's just it's just math rock for boomers, Hans. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. That's someone put on the hold music. I actually have a recommendation for you because I came across a Japanese psych rock band a couple of years ago that's fucking excellent. It's, uh, Kikugoyo Moyo. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know what? I had more things to say, but let's dive in with our segments because I'm getting tired. <laughs> we just started, Stu. <laughs> you don't tell me how to live my life. He just ate a whole curry burger. I'm snacky. <laughs> Let's start in with Kids Say the Darnest Fucking Things. I didn't love this episode, as maybe you'll be able to tell soon. But let's try to get on the right foot and say something positive for once. What were your Aww. best lines of the episode? Um, I Mine actually came from the Too Small to Love sketch, which um, was where Bruce uh, really leans into his uh, small man syndrome uh, with his very tall Mark girlfriend, who has has come across the country for him, apparently. <laughs> and it was specifically the line where she's like, I moved from Vancouver for you. <laughs> <laughs> that really hit home for me <laughs> because that's exactly what I did. Also, the fact that I spent my income tax fixing your teeth. It was, <clears throat> that was, that was important. And also, did anyone notice the Easter egg? Um, there's a shadowy men poster in the alleyway. And it's the dim the lights, chill the ham. Oh, I I miss that. (laughs) I feel like Bruce has so many characters or like a couple of sketches where it's just like it's a couple and they won't stop fighting. Yeah. Yeah. And the joke is they won't ever stop fighting. I feel like I've definitely seen these people like on the street fighting before, though. (laughs) I do. Not as good as S&M couple, though. That's my favorite. I did appreciate your your recreation there, Kalina, but it needed more hoser. I I need you to dial up the hoser by about 50 percent. Oh, when we watched this the first time, we were like, "Did the Vancouver accent change? Is this accurate?" Well, oh, I, yeah, think, the, I think we like came to the point all. where it was like she must have come from Eastern Canada and then to Vancouver and then to wherever the yeah, fuck by they way are now. Of Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> via she, she came to Vancouver via Newfoundland, via like some Scottish backwater, via yeah. you know. You can just say Newfoundland. Yeah. Via <laughs> Bruce and Mark are, are from Alberta. You would think they'd know what people from Vancouver sound like because it's exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alberta has slightly more twang. Just a bit. Uh, speaking of, Hans, do you have a best line of the episode? Um, okay, I have a couple of candidates. Uh, even though I did not super care for uh, the bits, uh, I did like one of the lines from the Daves on the subject of me, where he says, uh, if I was stranded on a desert island and I could only have one person, one book, and one record with me, I'd probably die of exposure. <laughs> Um, it was very unexpected. Like, it's good. I mean, if if you didn't have a whole bit built around that, like literally only that line, it would have been a you know it would have been pretty good. But um, a good a good line in a bad bit essentially. Yeah. Also, the thought of Dave's cutie little face dying of exposure is for some reason very funny to me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Especially as a child. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Trevor, do you got one? Oh, I I I really like. Dave's character in the pizza parlor sketch. 
Um, mm. He kind of sets up that sketch well where he's just, you know, how do you stand at all these girls coming in here being noisy? And then he's like, and some of them are, you know, hardly kids anymore. Ever notice? Oh. And so it's like he's got this very good uh. pattern. <laughs> That made Polina's my skin like, no. crawl the whole time. Dave, Dave <laughs> yeah. in particularly made my no, skin no, crawl. No, no, no. Dave is the good, good part of it. No, well, Dave no, is the worst man, he's though. He's the passing by pedophile. Like that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's not the he's not the ingrained pedophile. So it's bad. He's not an active pedophile. <laughs> no, this uh, uh, that no, he, he is. He is. Scene. He absolutely is. He okay. So the way that sketch is constructed, Dave we're, we'll is. We'll get into this next. Sorry. Don't okay. Worry, okay. Oh, yeah, uh, that is our next segment. But I have thoughts yeah. about Dave. Chamber it. <laughs> oh, uh, it's chambered. It is rock. Co- it is cocked. Cocked and loaded. Oh dear. Oh, that's a good segment. That sounds gross. Locked, cocked, and loaded. That's the one. Locked, cocked, and ready to share some thoughts. (laughs) On a less controversial one, I liked the agents getting the actor a gig where they're just yelling into the phone and goes, I'm in your blood, Harry! I'm in your fucking DNA! (laughs) That was a good line, yeah. So unnecessarily aggro, and I was just kind of delighted by it. It was, that was, that was a good It was real commitment. All right, so before Hans backfires into himself, let's move on to Pizza Parlor. (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) I mean, Hans, do you want to explain why Dave is the worst one? Okay, so Dave is the worst one because in any kind of, uh, I don't know, it's like whether it's racists or pedophiles or like any group that is like shitty, they always have these conversations that are like kind of coded where they like dance on the, they kind of tentatively kind of throw out some, you know, throw out the bait and see who takes it. And like, is it, and it's like a way of kind of sussing out like who's on your team and stuff like that. And Dave to me in this sketch, like very clearly is like, Hey, I'm definitely a pedophile and I want to see if you guys are too. And he's like throwing out all these, like all these bits to see who bites and like Kevin bites at one point and, and then Mark kicks him under the debt, uh, like under the counter or whatever. Well, that's right? right. He's like, well, actually in some cultures. Yeah. Exactly. And, then, and it's yeah. like, that's, that's like the like, uh huh. Yeah. We both know that we think this is okay. And that's what like, honestly, that was the thing that bothered. Like, I mean, the that that made my skin that's the one that, got that, you that the made most, my skin yeah. crawl because I recognized it as being like a true thing that does happen and makes me uncomfortable. Oh, now, I, I thought that Dave was just supposed to be sort of glibly ignorant. Yes. Kind of being oh like, no. Gee, do you notice some of these young ladies are kind of attractive? But it would be a crime to act on that. Yeah, like Hans, I I really appreciate your perspective and how you had such a visceral reaction to it. But I'm with Trevor that my knee jerk was like, I think it would be a much more distasteful, uncomfortable skit if they didn't have that kind of framing narrative. Because to me, it didn't seem like he was, like, fishing to be like, ah, yes, and we're all going to hang out here. It seemed like that glib, willful, not willful, but, like, intense ignorance of just being like, boy, you could get into some trouble here. Good thing I won't. And then then they sweat, and I I feel... It didn't seem like team, like, fishing for... Team Unity, which is no, kind of what the did, pizza guys are doing. No, it did to me. It totally did, did to me. To yeah, Man, we are split right down the line. So the thing on this is, one. like, okay. I totally get that it's self-aware about being gross. It's just like it's still obviously awkward and uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so like you know there was lines like you said like oh like I find some of these girls kind of attractive though criminally underage and like also lines like. C- call me Uncle Pizza Man, <laughs> and like those things on their own are like yeah. funny. I guess it's just like 
I don't know, like maybe we've seen like so much of this being a problem now. Not that it wasn't in the 90s, obviously, that you're just like, yeah. oh, God, like but you, you wouldn't have had as much discussion about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it, it, it doesn't feel like he's kind of in on a joke where he's trying to kind of like frame them because like almost if I almost wonder like how differently the sketch would have played out if it was like he's kind of putting the bait out there like trying to figure out what their reaction is and then calling the cops in on them. Like scrap hmm. new Campbell. Like that almost would have played out quite funny. First of all, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> Who could scrap <laughs> Ms. Campbell? <laughs> but like, I don't know, like there's, especially when there's a line from Dave where he's saying like, Oh, like how can you, yeah. Like you said, how can you handle being around all these girls? They're reaching up for things, bending over to tie up their shoes. And you're like, Oh God. And then that proceeds into Kevin being unable to squeak out questions to the schoolgirls in uniform and asking them for details about their sex ed class, which like, again, like yeah. you are setting up a scene and like, yeah, I guess it goes a different direction. And then when the police stroll in, they say like, oh, something smells fishy and they think they're the ones about to be arrested. And the punchline is that Neve Campbell is being arrested for having murdered her teacher because he was always staring at her. So like, I guess the joke is that men are disgusting and will get what's coming to them. I just feel like it almost could have been executed in like a funnier way if they were more of yeah. the target. Yeah, I think like the I think the target is generally well placed. Like you are not supposed you're not supposed to be sympathizing with these guys. <clears throat> they are supposed to be the bad guys and you're supposed to like be you know, righteously happy that the other guy gets killed and that they rightfully fear for their lives that they might get murdered from these, like, girls they're ogling and stuff like that. But it doesn't change, for me at least, like, how uncomfortable... Like, even though that is the case, and even though I think that's what they were going for, it still is like this portrayal of something that does exist in real life that just feels uncomfortable to watch for me at least. Right? Maybe the problem is too, that they come across too much as like the, the um, relatable every man, like not yeah. villainized. That's, that's, and I guess like, maybe that's the, maybe that's the reality they're, of they're it. Like maybe that's really the joke. Casting is that... <laughs> huge creeps the entire time. Like they're just staying. Yeah. I would challenge you on this one. And I think oh. part of it is that this might come into our, does this hold up more where it's like, yeah, we, we all acknowledge that, the behavior is bad. I think it, to me, I think it's it's hard to come to because it feels like they are lampooning bad behavior, which is lusting after underage. <laughs> I mean, legally underage as a crime, and on a broader category, just like the idea of innocent, younger, more naive women. Bad. That's that's a bad and gross thing, and they are played <laughs> as cartoony villains. Yeah. But I think it's uncomfortable because there is this kind of framework where it's like, well, but obviously it's unavoidable. Barely legal is the best kind of legal. And, like, uh, I think society has moved so far away from that that it feels foreign and gross. Mm, and we're very, it's, yeah. it's easy to be like, ah, oh, but you just shouldn't do that or acknowledge that. And I think it was a bit more ingrained into the culture because, like... Has society moved away from that now? Not moved away per se, but I think it's there's become more of a veneer of yeah appropriateness. Well, I mean, and and like there's things like Fast Times at Ridgemont High, where like you know yeah. famous line of like the thing I love about high school girls, I no, get older, they said, stay the same. Said this that before, was dazed and confused. But that's but... dazed and confused. <laughs> Whatever, same, same. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah, every but time. that guy <laughs> in that movie was sort of a creep too. Like that no, no, was... exactly. I mean, but it, but well, but it, yeah. 
Yeah, he's like more revered still in some capacity. And that's that's 1993. That's like the exact same he's kind of period. A, he's right? a loser though in that movie. He's like kind of a loser. He is, but he, but he's also not entirely but demon. What I'm like what I'm getting exactly. Like yeah, like... he's he's played for jokes, not like oh, and and you know I don't know like there's also you know I think we sometimes overanalyze this because of like the current moment, but it's like you know they play lots of characters where they're like haha I'm a murderer. Uh, isn't that funny? Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's like true. it's not like yeah. it's not like they. A, uh, you know, if we're going to be consistent, we should probably, you know, recognize that like we're we're willing to laugh when it's like other egregious crimes. Uh, but uh, you know, all all comedy ages badly in some ways. And what if in a hundred years from now, the thing that leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth is just the making light of murder? <laughs> <laughs> there are. There are people that try to get murder mystery games like outlawed and really? things like that. Be- well, yeah, because they're like, what? hey, uh, I I have like my my husband was murdered. I don't want to like come to just have to come across murder mystery games that like <laughs> was oh, it the maid? someone got murdered. Ha ha ha. You know, and it's like, yeah, murder sucks. And it's like, yeah, but like, fair like, enough. Like, like be, it's, it is crazy. <laughs> this, this is the Kith and Tell platform. Murder is bad. <laughs> oh, we take a hard stand against murder on this podcast. <laughs> well, no, I'm going to take the murder? Dave Foley bit where I walk in and I'm like, boy, that human's full of so much blood. It would be so easy to just, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually would very much like to watch this sketch recontextualized as just a murder sketch. <laughs> boy, everyone here sure is living and could easily not. Be. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, did you see how they threw their phones away? <laughs> yeah, isn't that what's his name? Yeah. McSweeney, whatever. Oh yeah, it's Sweeney Todd. Todd. Yeah, yeah. McSweeney. Oh my god, you could you could like you could open up a pizza parlor and call it, call it McSweeney's and then you could have them on the pizza. Gross. Oh. Um, it, it'd be like, but it would be like someone walking to a barber shop and being like, "Geez, how do you? How, all these people, how do you work? You're holding all these sharp razors, and they're just exposing yeah. all their necks to you. Wow, yeah, so a man can just things. murder someone so easily. Yeah. Some of these people seem almost criminally murderable. <laughs> <laughs> this must be how a comedy is. That made. would be a that would be a funnier sketch. Yeah. All right, kids, when We've you do your well. reunion, when you do your reunion, <laughs> think about this for your. Amazon writing. Yeah. An engineer that lives in northern BC thinks he knows what's funnier than you do. <laughs> Tune in, 7 o'clock. <laughs> Put him on the Amazon show. Uh, do we have anything else to say about about pizza? pizza I really game? miss Vancouver pizza. I just nice. needed to add that in there. Oh, that's right. You need some Uncle, you need some uncle Fatties? Oh, I want it so bad. It, it's time for you to throw down on the shitty London pizza now. Make it known to I know. The world. I wish I could get you guys to, like, FedEx me some slices. I mean, we could. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be uh, so I, you, you, may, you may regret that. I th- I'm pretty sure the grease, it would just, like, slip right through the cardboard. Yes, yeah, so the grease would yeah. be the biggest problem. Yeah. Yes, sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mold, no problem. All right, let's move on to, let's move on to best kid, worst kid. How you feeling? Who stood out to you in this lukewarm tapioca of an yeah. episode? I, I'm gonna go out on a limb here because I know everyone else is gonna disagree, but I'm I'm giving it to Bruce. Okay. Because first of all, I I like his short fighting man uh, character, even though that sketch wasn't the best version of him. It's still a good character. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I appreciate his weird little bald man. Eraser head sketch. I like it. I know everyone else hates it, but I think it's really good. And he swung for the fences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta give it to them just for making the effort. <laughs> yeah. He effort. was trying something new. He swung for yeah. the fences. 
not everyone liked it. I liked it, but you gotta take risks. Yeah. All right, Kalina, how um, you feeling? Yeah, I mean, the only one that I really like stuck out to me where I wasn't like, oh, I like this sketch, but like really stuck the landing was actually Scott in the Hollywood agents like acting gig uh, bit. Because he's just, yeah. he's so good at being an L.A. sleaze. It must come naturally to him. So, uh, yeah, it, it was just, I don't know. It felt, it felt very much, like, in character. Didn't, didn't go on for too long. He did what he had to do. And, like, given that yeah. he didn't, like, have that many scenes in this episode, just stuck out. So, good, for, good job, Scott. Um, yep. And then, yeah. worse, like, I mean, Kevin equally didn't have much here. But um, I guess partly for his lack of appearance appearances and only being in the gross pizzeria sketch i guess like um just by default because like i know usually we say no bad boys recently because they have been doing quite well but reluctantly yeah Kevin. just because yeah that was the one yeah. he stood up for the most and we were like <laughs> yeah. oh, the one that made me feel the most yeah. moist yeah. yeah i'm i'm gonna join with uh, kalina and say that scott gets best kid this episode because in a bad episode, the kid who's in it the least wins. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> Scott was only in one sketch, and he was perfectly fine in the one sketch he was in. So, wait, well done, Scott. Yeah. Best kid for me. And uh, I think I will... I'm I'm torn, because I, I didn't care for Kevin's character in the pizza parlor sketch, but I did like his old-timey boxing guy. Um, oh, yeah. That was some good physical So, I think yeah. I will give the worst kid to Dave, because his, uh, his pizza parlor... Because his oh. pizza parlor guy was made my skin crawl his on the subject of me bits were like not that great um i mean he was in history of boxing but he was he was the most in this bad episode and so dave gets yeah. worse kid oh yeah and he was an acting gig as well he yeah. was he was the weird like i mean he was and he was fine in that yeah. i mean it's a begrudging it's a begrudging choice but i give it right all right I think in my heart, I have to give it to Scott for best kid just because I liked that character was probably yeah. the best part I of the I mean, you're fucking DNA. <laughs> I loved it. It was so, and he's so good at that yeah. too. And it's, it's a nice contrast when he does a lot of like the softer, more femme buddy characters. And then you get to see who Scott, Scott really is, which is like actually extremely yeah, aggressive. Ag Agro masculine um, Scott is hilarious. It is. It's Please just don't real yell good. at me, Scott. I actually kind of liked Dave because, <laughs> again, I liked the framing of that pizza parlor sketch, and I thought that like that discomfort, although we are split on this, made it kind of funny that it was just like so obvious and upfront. I kind of liked his monologues, but that dragged for me. And I actually, I loved him as the the dipshit actor. Who's they're just like do us all a favor and go overdose. And he's like, oh, okay, <laughs> just like. <laughs> Kind of I nice. like the throwaway line in that one too, where it's sort of like, "Have you been up? Are you going up the cab?" And he's like, "Oh, I can't find it." <laughs> <laughs> no, isn't it like I can't remember where it is or something? <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. It was just very like heartthrob in the '90s, and they're like, "All right, just." go places i, I did also like scott's line in that one which, which you got you gave the first part of their stew which is like why don't you go home and od and then he says and if you happen to survive read a script <laughs> <laughs> and i think his answer is okay yeah exactly yeah uh do you want to do standout yeah. sketch I mean, we, like, let's just do it rapid fire because we pretty much touched on yeah. all of them. Uh -huh. Well, so not worry, really. Well, okay. Well, I mean, I mean we, 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 we haven't okay. talked about my favorite, which is the wig no, shop. No, okay. Actually, well, yeah. so, okay. That one's my favorite. I, en I enjoyed the wig shop. Uh, hey, shut up. It's my turn. Uh, clean all up. All right. Uh, Jeez, Scott. Shut it. Jeez, Scott. I'm the host, so I'm actually going to say that uh, Kalina <laughs> should go first, just so Hans <laughs> can be wrong. <laughs> he's, just, he's about to. Okay, so yes, uh, Hans will tell you why he thinks Wigs is good, but I just thought it was pretty out there and it's very deep, dark kith and definitely not for noobs, as we said. Uh, so 
I, you, oh, you, I thought you said not for nudes, and I was like, <laughs> I would not want to. I would not want to see nudes of that man either, Mister Man. Mr. Do you think he sells Merkins too? Because that would yes, be great. He, no one must ever know that secret either. That's the so, secret. Yeah, I mean, I felt like I even had to ease into it. Like, I feel like we're. I don't know. I'm not saying we're experts by any means, but I mean, like, we we know the repertoire, and I still was like, this is so weird. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I know as much as people have kind of crapped on it so far, like, I'm going to go with on the subject of me. I know it's very season one, Dave, and I know it's so self-indulgent, but it's just, like, the best out of this strange mix. And also, according to the kids fan archives there are actually two more of these that we didn't get to see in the cbc episode one about like that oh, i actually thought would have been quite good one what? about having an ab- abnormally large spleen and another about how his mom actually had a c-section birth for him because she always liked the hairstyle <laughs> <laughs> oh. um so i'm oh. actually gonna i'm like i wish i would have seen those i felt like it would have like upped this score for me but for now i'll just give it three out of five mustache dreams <laughs> uh, yeah, the lost content. All right, Han, sorry for wielding arbitrary power, but it's the only kind I have. What were your thoughts? Well, now I don't want to talk. All about right, it. Trevor, no. what's up? I can't, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, okay. My Wait, favorite was the wig <laughs> sketch. No! <laughs> you, had, you had your chance. Well, the wig sketch has like a solid kind of premise, and then it's just he's also experimenting. He's trying to be a racer yeah. head while he's got a solid premise. Cause like the premise is, is, is solid. It's just a guy that has a, a wig and runs a wig shop, thinks that no one knows he has a wig and has decided he needs to keep it a secret that he has a wig. And yeah. like it go, he goes through the day where he murders a squirrel because the squirrel <laughs> sees him putting on his wig. And by the end he loses his wig and, uses the squirrel as a wig so that no one can know uh, and also like when he's in the yeah. shop and he like pretends like he doesn't know anything about wigs so that he can get away with the secret it's like you fucking run this shop <laughs> i i fucking love to where he's like he's at he's been asked two questions which is like is this real or synthetic and does this wig look good on me and he's just like yeah. i need to go Get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> he also mentions to his landlady when she comes in and sees him holding this dead squirrel that he's like, I f- dropped my shampoo. <laughs> like it's, it's all hair every, related. Every excuse he has is related to having hair. The yeah. other thing that is great, though, is like in the lead up to this, uh, uh, like all that other stuff, is it starts with him waking up out of his bed, throwing off the covers to show him fully dressed in his suit with his name Mr. tag Man. on. <laughs> yes, he then zips up his pants where there's like a ringing, echoey zipper noise that goes on for like a good 10 seconds and clearly is penetrating his brain and making him feel weird things. And then he stares at his hands, which are covered in like weird worm, psych- like psychedelic trip kind of you know, yeah. imagery. So this is this is a person who is like has some issues. You know, like it, it was, uh, which I, you know, I I thought the setup was good for that too. I enjoyed I enjoyed being like, Ooh, what's this? What's up with this guy? You know, that was one of the things that actually kind of took me out of it is because I was like, there was no point to it. Like it was like, was it oh, supposed I, to set up that he's schizophrenic? I mean, or on like it, then it just kind of felt like, ah, yes, I have seen better art movies, and I will. No, I liked I liked it because it was kind of like this is this person like you you here is this guy this is his yeah. internal perspective of the world and then you're like huh and then and then you see how he behaves and you're kind of like yeah I mean that's how I would behave too if I saw worms all over my hands and if like small sounds made me insane you know 
But that's what I mean is like it's not that they never bring back that he's hypersensitive to stimuli or noise or things like that. It's just it, it, he would have understood the premise of he's a strange erratic man just from the way he reacts to things like I, running a wig shop and refusing to answer I, questions I, about I, I wigs. Hate, I, just, I hate to get film criticy, but I, I feel like the worms on the hands thing was meant to like kind of let you know that he considers himself like a gross, filthy person, like that he ah. has this gross, filthy kind of per- person thing that's at the back of his head. The taint from yeah, within. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So that's, I think, that, what okay. that's meant to yeah, do. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, look at this, Bruce, making us do a thinker. That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> Anyways, it's the best sketch. It's All not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Wait, hold on. Was that was this was this segment supposed to be standout sketch? And instead, we just talked about how great the wig shop was. Yes, victory. <laughs> yep, pretty much, pretty much everyone. Although no, Kalina gave three out of five I mustache did. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I I give the wig sketch four out of five. Have to get a haircut. And I give it three and a half worms on your hand. Mm. <laughs> oh. Well. That's all the worms on hand for episode 13. <laughs> Join us next week for episode 14, which will be hosted by the one, the only, Kalina. No wigs uh, here. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at Kith and Tell Pod. Weigh in on your favorite sketch. Enjoy some delightful gifts. Thank you for joining us on Kith and Tell. Bye-bye. Call me Uncle Pizza Man.